Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Leaders, I have an amazing, amazing uh, guest for us today. Uh, Greg Kamiski is a highly successful and passionate entrepreneur, extensive experience in buying and selling businesses, integrating ex- uh, acquisitions, executing successful roll ups, executive management of both private and publicly traded firms. Currently, he serves as executive chairman of ExamWorks Canada. Having completed over 80 acquisitions, ExamWorks is the world leader in independent medical examinations and uh, a massive, massive worldwide uh, publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, he is also an active investor, that, and we talk about this at Idea Lab. Um, one of the, uh, it's a startup studio and sister company to Ideal Lab Studio, founded by the incredibly prolific entrepreneur Bill Gross, who you might have heard on different podcasts. One of the most successful entrepreneurs ever uh, in terms of, of of launching companies, and then. He also has has been involved with a a number of other successful exits that we talk about on the podcast. So, Greg, uh, just just uh, we just have a fantastic conversation about, you know, hey, what was what was it like? Who who was Greg? You know, early on as as a student entrepreneur, and then you know, what were the steps to uh, developing his career, finding these opportunities, and uh, and and being where he is now. I know you're going to love the conversation. He he also spent some time talking about the value of, you know, EQ and the personal skills necessary to be a leader in smaller, medium-sized and larger organizations as well as the the more tactical finance, you know, skill, skill sets that also are really critically important. Uh like I said, I know you're going to love this and 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 you know why we do all this is is looking to find other young Greg Comiskey's to, to, to help them in their steps to, you know, create the future that they want. One other thing that's really excited about Greg is, is he's, you know, uh, founding and, uh, or helping fund and found amazing new environmentally focused, um, you know, leading edge technology focused things uh, that companies that are really going to make a difference in helping solve many of the world's problems that we're having um, at Idea Lab. Thanks so much. I know you're going to love this podcast. Have a great day. Greg, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah, it's it's been a real long time. I guess we still haven't really actually connected in person. Uh, you know, we got we got reconnected from by Andrew Gone, one of our really amazing alumni who was on last year, and he said, "Gosh, I know Greg, and he's done amazingly well." And <laughs> and uh, and and let's get connected. So uh, so awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We've talked about getting out on the golf course. So you're uh, <laughs> you're you're working hard on your ends when you have some free time. Let's let's make that happen. <laughs> We'd love to. We'd love to. So take us back. Before you know Western, before getting involved in our program, who was Greg Kamiski? Yeah, I, look, I, I grew up in Thornhill and grew up in a Catholic family, so you know, went through to St. Robert's High School, and from there 
uh, ended up at University of Western Ontario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to figure out, I think at that age, really what I was interested in. And, uh, you know, I, I really admire the younger generation who at you know, 18 years old can figure out what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And there's a lot of people like that, that, you know, know they want to be an engineer or a doctor yeah. or a lawyer or whatever it might be. I, I was still trying to figure that out. Um, so I ended up just taking a very general political science at University of Western Ontario. And I had a bunch of friends that had, had you know, gone there. So uh, yeah, I was having a, having a having great a time. time. And then this, <laughs> this, this opportunity, you know, called, you know, back then it was student painters, I guess, student works. Yes. Now, uh, you know, came about and yeah, yeah, here I am all these years later. Exactly, exactly. So, so what did you, what did you get out of the program? What do you still rely on from the program? Yeah, so that's so, so great, great questions. So like, like, I mean, I, you know, again, I think at, at that age and, and, you know, I'm not going to generalize and say everybody's like that, but I think a lot of folks, you know, when you're, you know, let's say 20 years old or what, what's the starting age there, Chris? Is it 20, 21? Yeah, probably on average. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like, look, you're, you're still trying to figure it out. And some folks might have an interest in business. I, I thought that I had an interest in business, but I hadn't really done a lot in the way of trying to start my own business at that point. And th- this right. was really starting your own business, you know, through this, this franchise concept. Um, right. Where there was a lot of support with uh, you know student works, but you know it was really up to you to to go make it happen at the end of the day. Yeah. And so I, like, I look back on that you know through my career, and there's a couple things that I, I pull from that. One is you know it, look if you work hard and you focus, you can actually make some money in this world. Right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And so you know I think you know back then again probably fairly unfocused still just given the age and it came out of those summers and and all of a sudden I had a lot more money than you know my roommates or yeah. my friends had just because I was able to run these successful businesses and uh you know and I, I, I clearly remember sitting down at the dining room table with my father um when I was going back to to you know western and you know he we were trying to figure out okay well he's going to help me financially with with tuition and and some of the living expenses. And he asked me, well, you know, how much money have you made? And you know, this was back then, which was a fair bit. But I said, you know, I, I, dad, I've saved up, you know, about $8,000. And he said, he said, oh my God, like, I mean, like, I mean, so you sort of, again, this is 30 years ago. You, yeah. you take that into perspective. My friends during the summer might've saved up $2,000 yes. as an example. So I had four times what, what they had. And, and so he went from, Sort of, you know, maybe doubting a little bit of what I was doing with with student painters to really becoming, you know, a, a fan of mine and admiring, you know, the fact that I was able to be so successful and, and maybe I didn't need to lean on him as much financially <laughs> um, going forward. It, you know, so it, it, I clearly also remember cold calling houses, knocking on the doors of houses, and look, nobody really likes to do that. Um, yes. But it, it, you know, back like I mean, it, it, and there's different ways you can do it. You can hire people to do that, which I did. I had people help me, but I did a lot of that myself back in the day too. And uh, yeah, some days I hated it, but I, I just thought, okay, like I mean, I just let let's just go do this. Let's just go to you know, run through these few streets, knock on the doors, and sure enough, you know, you you pick up these leads, you do quotes, they turn into contracts, and then you get the one house, and then the neighbor wants their house done, and it would yeah. just expand from there. So just persistence was really, I think, a great lesson out of that in terms of, you know, understanding how to become 
persistent and and how that pays off in business moving forward. Um, so those are those are a couple of good lessons. So I, I think out of that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, and and a lot of times we have we have parents all of a sudden going, "Hold on, I, why am I supporting you again?" <laughs> like you know, sometimes with the success they have, right? And sc- the yeah. cost of school at that point was 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 probably in the thousand dollar range, fifteen hundred dollar range, or two thousand. So so uh, the room and board, of course, was more, but but yeah, so it, so it really was a, a chunk of money. So um, why don't we talk about you know you, you left you, you know student works. And just walk walk us through sort of the career path that you had and the types of things that you you went through. Sure. So after I graduated from Western, I decided to have a little fun with my life. I was still you know, 22, 23. So I worked for Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines for a couple of years on board the cruise ships and, and just had the time of my life really. Um, traveling and seeing the world and making friends and you know, being part of the social staff on board those ships. And I, I also did a ski season in Whistler, uh, which was you know, really exciting. So I moved yeah. out to Whistler and you know, worked for the mountain from you know Friday through Sundays and then Monday through Thursdays, you know, we, we all went out and we skied and it was right. it was just fantastic. And I had I had a couple of good years doing that and thought, you know, this is great to do at this time in my life. But you know, you, you sort of realize also that like you don't want to wake up and being 35 and four years old and, and, and still doing this, uh, which <laughs> I think a lot of people do. And, you know, like, 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 I mean, if that's the life path you want to take, you know, you know, you go for it. But for me, I knew I wanted to do some other stuff. I wanted to right. you know, try to have some success in business and have a family and all that. So, so after that, um, I ended up actually meeting my, um, my, my future wife and moved out to California. Uh, she was, she was from California and, I landed in California sort of, you know, very fresh in terms of just looking for some entrepreneurial opportunities and ended up partnering with, with, a, with a businessman out there and started a company called Simba Systems, which if you think about it, we, we back again, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, 25 years ago. Their, their businesses stored paper records and files offsite. Yeah. So, they would print everything and they'd have these banker boxes full of records. And then you know, all of a sudden the closets would be full of them and they didn't know what to do with them. So they would call a company like ours. You know, Iron Mountain is, is a, a yes. comparative company here. That, 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 so Chris, I'm sure you've, you've gone through this through, yes. through the years as well. Yeah. yeah. Where, and at the time, you know, some of it is tax and legal. So we need to hold this in, t- in case the government comes back. But a bunch exactly. of it is these are actually important forms. If I, we hold them in our offices that are very expensive, then it's really expensive to, to put it in, you know, prime a real estate. Let's go give it to a storage company. The storage company stacks them 10, 20 high or how many you could stack high. And, uh, and, and there's a real win-win there. So that was the business. Yeah, that was the business. Yeah. So it was, you think about it, there was, there was storage fees attached to it, which were, were monthly and it was just reoccurring. Yes, uh, which is a great business in that sense. If yes. you, you think about it the same way as your, your cell phone bill, you just pay it every month. People or self storage. People put stuff in self storage and they pay the bill every month. And you forget about so it. It's a good. It's a really good business. But then there's also a retrieval fee. So if you wanted those tax records back, you called us and we would deliver them to you. And depending on how quickly you wanted them back, there were different charges for that. So we had a fleet of vehicles on the road too, delivery vans that would deliver these. And so we had these massive warehouses in San Francisco and Los Angeles right. and had a really successful business. And company out of New Jersey, New York came along and wanted to enter the California market. And this company was much larger than ours. 
and they ended up acquiring us. And so that was my my first go around and um, experience in terms of, of selling the company. Right. So so we, we we had that business, and then alongside of that, at the same time, we had another business called Bellina Technologies, and so we were the first to create three D visualizations of professional sports stadiums so that if you wanted to buy a ticket online, you could go in and see the view from your seat. You wanted to see the uh, suite in a you know, baseball or, or football uh, venue. You know, you could, you could drop in, pull the roof off the suite, drop in and see the views and see what it looked like. And it was all 3d computer modeling and it linked to online ticketing sales. Right. And so we had about half of the, uh, professional sports teams, so NFL, NBA, NHL, uh, NASCAR, and a lot of the college basketball and football teams as, as clients, and then a uh, a company uh, that that ran the online ticketing for a number of the college and football teams in the United States came along and acquired us. Uh, a company called uh, Spectra of Comcast Spectacor out of Philadelphia area. And so, so, so then, you know, I, I sort of had a, a second go around in terms of well, okay, now I built a company and, and do it again. Was able to, yeah, to, to sell it. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't we pause there? So, so you know, just for our op, op, uh, for our leaders listening. So, your first storage opportunity was that your idea? Like, did you guys did you did you two start it like from scratch? How did you get the first business? How did you see it? How did you envision it? Yeah. So it was actually uh, another person, another guy came in with the idea, but he didn't have any capital. And at the time I was working in sort of a little mini conglomerate of, of, of startups where you know, we were always looking to start businesses. So he approached us and, and so we decided, okay, this business is a go. I helped put together the business plan for it where we went and we obtained some outside angel investors to come right. in and put some money into it. And I was co-founder uh, of the company and, and president of the company. And, um, yeah, and, and we, we just, you know, started going on. So, so we, we, we leased this, this very large warehouse on a, a U.S. naval base that was closed down in the San Francisco Bay Area and it already had all the racking. And, and, okay. and so we didn't have to buy all that. Um, and we were able to get a really good lease deal on it because they were trying to repurpose the land at the time. And so it was, it was a risk in terms of taking on that, that lease. And, yeah, I think you know you, you can again equate it back to um, student works and student painting in terms of okay, so now you got to go start knocking on some doors, yes. right? And that's so, and that was exactly it. So we knocked on a lot of doors, and you know, slowly we we started getting small customers that said, okay, you know, we, we like you, we trust you guys, and and we were able to get you know businesses to start storing their records with us, and then that grew into larger customers where. Yeah, we ended up with the city of San Francisco, city of Oakland, wow. some of the large hospitals out there, some of the large law firms that you know might have you know 50, 75,000 of these these file storage boxes. Wow. So we had about a million boxes at one time of these files boxes under under storage with us. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was just you know again persistence and and I think being able to tell a better story than the competitors to. Right. Um, you know, there was some some sort of national competitors at that point, and their their sales reps in the area were guys that maybe just didn't care enough or, or weren't okay. passionate enough uh, about it uh, as as we were. So we were able to really gain some some market traction. 
And so in your role as president, what did you focus on? What were your, you know, key contributors? Uh, You know, obviously you envisioned the business, you created the business plan, you got the financing with other people, but on an ongoing basis, what, what was your focus? Yeah, again, I, so I think sales and marketing was was a big part of that. Some of the operations, but you know, during that time, I went back to school and I obtained my executive MBA from Pepperdine University. Okay, and so I, I came out of that with with some great knowledge and a great toolbox in terms of how to analyze businesses from a financial standpoint. So. So I was I was able to look at some of the price points within our business for services we provided, and was able to say, look, you know, here we are, a company orders a record box off a record box office, and we're turning it around and giving it to them within four hours. So we're actually losing money on that when I when I when I start you know digging in and doing the math on that, okay. and we might have you know thirty different price skews of different things we offered. So so I think some analysis I was really able to offer the business in terms of digging and saying, look. Yeah, and I, and I remember my, my partner at the time going, what are you talking about? How are we losing money? And I said, and I showed him, said, look, this is exactly how. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't dug into this. And so um, I think that helped the business. And then you know, when we went to, when we ended up being acquired, I actually met these guys at a trade show in Montreal, uh, even right. though we were in California at that time, and started talking to the owner of that business. And, and I was really able to um, put together that rela- relationship between us and, and them. And be able to you know advance that towards what what they put forth was a letter of intent that we ended up ultimately accepting to to get the business sold. Right. Yeah. And 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 because again, it's I know most of the leaders now are thinking about selling to clients for their business, but really the ultimate sale is selling your business, which which is a which is a really great thing, and especially for you, yeah. given that you've done it a number of times. So that's even a better thing. So so tell us yeah. about you know tell us about this technology play. So are you a technology guy? Like, like, how did that idea come up? Yeah, not not at all. I was not at all a technology so. guy and very, very different <laughs> from the storage business. But again, we had a, we had someone that was actually in our our you know building at the time where we worked in a different suite approach us and say, hey, I've got this great idea for these 3D modeling. And and at the time he was doing it for for houses where he could, you know, 3D model a house. And if somebody wanted to buy the house, they could. They could show it, and we we ended up sort of pushing that towards um, sports stadiums, and right. we thought, okay, this would be a great application for you know all these folks. You know, you've got these stadiums with you know, like I mean, especially some of these football stadiums with like I mean, huge capacity, and these folks want to you know they want to buy tickets, or you have season ticket holders that want to buy tickets, or maybe trade up for better tickets. And this yes. this is a great tool for them to be able to to sell uh, some of those 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 uh, you know products. So. So, so, so again, like, I, mean, I think very similar how we started that is, you know, I went out and then I obtained the first few sales on that. Um, right. The University of San Jose, which was, or it might have been San Jose State University, I guess it's called down in California, which is just south of us. I went down there and that was our very first client. And I, I convinced them that this was, hey, this is a great uh, tool that you'll be able to take on. I think we gave them a you know, really good rate to, to get into the business and then yeah. it's ongoing annual fees that sort of built up over time. And then from there, now we had one client. I went up and I, I, I secured the University of Washington, right. like their football, which is a big football program Huge up football there. Program. And we got them out as a client. And then uh, I'll never forget, it was, it was right before Christmas. And I, I had placed a call in to the folks at NASCAR. 
and you know, ended up ha- having a great conversation with them. And they said, actually, we're looking at this. We're looking with another company. You know, can you come out and give a presentation? And it was December 23rd where the meeting was set. And I went to my business partner. I said, we, we got to go out there. He goes, I can't go out there. It's Christmas. I said, no, no. So we're going to miss this opportunity. We, we got to. Yeah. So we flew from you know, San Francisco to Daytona and went out there and presented them with, with the, um, the business concept and, you know, showed them that, you know, the type of work we were able to do, be able to give them the visuals. And, and we landed NASCAR. Uh, it, it, it's essentially the, the company that owns the race tracks, most of the racetracks for NASCAR as a client. And, you know, we ended up with, with, you know, most of the major NASCAR race venues that you would, you know, you would know if you were a NASCAR fan. And yes. then from there, things really started to explode because, because now we have NASCAR and then all of a sudden the NHL, uh, NBA, NFL teams started coming on board. Right. So yeah, I think at, at one point we had about half of the professional sports franchises and um, yeah, it, it, it was cool business. And it, and it, and it was worth, it was worth uh, enrolling your wife and 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 the young family at the time that it's okay, I'll be back real soon, right? You know, so exactly, so, and, exactly. and that's part of being an entrepreneur, right? Like just you know, because yeah. I know I know she's still your wife, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. so so it's like those 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 challenges, those you know, conversations that involve hey, sometimes there's there's uh, just that extra hard work that it takes to get get things done. You know, you didn't want to go there over Christmas or or just before Christmas, etc. Right. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, it, it, again, it's just, you know, related back to, to, you know, the question you asked about what you learn from student paintworks <clears throat> and it's, it's just you know, persistence and focus, right? It's yeah. like, I mean, that's, that's how you become successful. And so, so, and then you ended up exiting that business as well. Yeah. So we ended up selling that business as well. And then from there, uh, my, my brother who, was a doctor in Toronto was running a independent medical assessment business where they did uh, assessments for uh, insurance companies. And so I ended up doing a bit of consulting work with, with them and then ultimately ended up opening my own business called Direct IME, which, which is uh, you know, one of Canada's largest independent medical assessment businesses and ran that successfully for a number of years. And then a, a larger company that was trying to create this type of service on uh, not only a national but international scale uh, approached me and ultimately decided to sell to them and join them. A company's called ExamWorks. And I've helped ExamWorks now for a number of years build their business successfully. Um, and I'm still to this day executive chairman for Canada for them. For them, so so you know one of the things that that I'm seeing, and um, you know you can check out Greg Greg Comiskey's LinkedIn um, is 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 you're doing all these things and other things are happening at the same time. How how you how's that able to happen and not get distracted? Because I know one of the things you talked about is focus. So how do you manage that, Greg? Yeah, like I mean, I think there, you know, I, it's a great question, and I, I, I'm going to answer it in a way that that. There's someone I met um, who is a very successful uh, producer uh, down in in Hollywood. I won't mention his name, but um, very, very successful, uh, well-known in the industry and also owns a number of professional sports teams. And, you know, I think the way he answered it is a great way. He said, you know, whenever I'm focusing on something or someone, I give that person or thing my full attention. And then, you know, then when I move on to something else, I do the same thing. So, so, so again, I think it's, it's trying to 
not get bogged down into having, you know, 50 different thoughts in your head at one time and really just trying to focus on the task at hand. And, you know, like when you're running a a student uh, works franchise, you might have several crews going at the same time. And yes, you, you know, you, you need to think about it from a global picture, but at times you need to focus in on what's happening on one individual project before you can move on to the next. And, right. and if you don't do that, you might you know, not give it the attention or focus that it needs. And then, you know, it starts creating some issues for you. So I know ExamWorks is a, is a really big company. I know, again, just reading, uh, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar, uh, I guess it was acquired for. So, so, you know, when you look at as, as it seems like the scale of your businesses have grown over time as well that you've been involved with. And, and so what's the difference between running sort of more of a, a smaller, medium sized business to a, a larger and, 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 you know, broader, broad, in more countries, exam works as well, seems to have an enormous scale, US, Canada, UK, Australia. So, so what's, what's the difference there, Greg? What have you, what have you taken away from there? Yeah, I think, you know, becoming part of a larger organization, you learn best in class in terms of, you know, service, processes, certifications, you name it, right? So, so I think it, you know, it's actually been really good for for me um, over the years, because you just get a much different perspective on on how to run a business. Um and you, you like, I mean, you you see all of these startup businesses all the time, and they they operate with what I'll call a, you know cigar box mentality, where they're running the business and there's enough money in the cigar box, you know. Okay. And this is an old analogy to to be able to pay the bills, and, yes. and like I mean, obviously these days nobody keeps cash in a cigar box, but of course, you know, you, you you look at it in terms of you have okay, I've got this much money in the bank, and I'm I'm good for for this, and they don't really sort of dig into okay, well maybe I should create you know, a budget and, yeah. and, you know, and then I have goals to shoot for, for the following year. Um, maybe I should pay attention to my accounts receivable collections um, because instead of just assuming they're going to get paid and, yeah. and, you know, set up a process for that where, you know, I'm making sure that they're, they're being followed up on a regular basis. And, you know, and there's, there's things on the uh, IT and technology side that you can do with a larger company that that's very difficult to do and expensive to do. With a smaller company, in terms of just making sure that you have best in class um, IT security and and you know services to to the customer, there's you know there's there's much more support in that you know from a finance uh, from from legal from HR. It's just you know there's there's a lot there. So you know ExamWorks now you know they they've acquired a lot of businesses and. You know, you see it time and time again where these smaller businesses and you know, myself, you know, I think included at the time when I, I ran my business is, you know, it, it's hard to to manage all that as a smaller entrepreneur where a larger organization, you have those types of support systems in place where you can take that off the manager's plate or the, the business unit the president's plate when they run the business and allows them to better focus on, on trying to operate and you know, create value with the business. Hey leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, 
will be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. I think that's a, that's a great explanation, you know, so, so not only are there tools, technologies, but there's really great people. We've got really great lawyers and HR teams and, 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 you know, consultants or, or best in class finance people who then take that, those ideas and structures and put it right across everywhere and just make everything just a little bit better. And when we're talking a percentage or two, uh, well, that all falls to the bottom line. That's enormous, right? You know, for an enormous organization, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a better experience for the customer as as yes. well because yeah. you know it's, it, again you don't have you know a, a company that you know has their you know computer server in their closet locked away and they think that's safe or you know uh, you know like I mean you, you just you have I think you know, again you just I think it's much better for for the the customer base as well to be integrated into to you know that type of organization. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, well, I know many, many or some of our leaders would have heard uh, about somebody who you know who's super famous, and that's Bill Gross, who founded Idea Lab. And so, um, longest running technology companies. They've created over 150 companies with more than 45 IPOs and acquisitions. So pretty crazy. So, so you're involved. Why don't you describe how you're involved with Idea Lab or Idea Ventures? Sure. Yeah. So, so Idea Lab again. Yeah, Bill Gross is uh, you know prolific entrepreneur that you know is probably the most successful guy when it comes to these startup studios. And and as you said, he's he's you know created between 100 and 200 companies. Yeah. And you know a lot of very successful companies, companies that you would have actually heard of. And um, yeah, a lot of them have gone public or have been acquired. And so they started a sister company called Idea Lab New York. And uh, I'm, I'm a board advisor for Idea Lab New York. And then also a fund, Idea Lab X uh, Venture Capital Fund, that invests in these Idea Lab startup companies. And so I'm, uh, I'm on the uh, you know, advisory for, board for that as well. And I, I've helped them raise a significant amount of money. Uh, and it's it's been a great experience. Um, they they you know start companies basically from from scratch, and yeah. they start them in in you know industries that are you know very uh, you know popular in demand right now. So you know environmental decarbonization, energy, AI, advanced manufacturing, and they're trying to solve the big problems in in the world today, and. Um, so I've been able to help them, you know, not only you know help them finance these startups, but also depending on the type of company, you know, offer some business advisory services to them as well. And uh, you know, it's 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 exciting. You see all sorts of different yeah. ideas, um, and it's it's you know, it's sort of described as you know, you have this family of of, of companies, and you think about it as. You know, maybe you have you know ten or fifteen children, and they're not all going to behave well. You're going to you have some some, <laughs> some bad ones, and those bad those bad companies, those bad startups, end up you know they end up not being successful right quickly. But but you have some successful ones as well. And, and uh, I've heard Bill Gross talk about it, and I thought his take on it 
was interesting. He said it, he said I shouldn't have called it Idea Lab Studio. I should have called it Iteration Studio because it goes really when it comes to startups, it's all about iteration where you're never going to get it right the first time. Yeah. So you know you, you you iterate, you change it a little bit, try it again, change it a little bit, try it again. And again, he's he's back to knocking on doors, but in a different way. He's he's you know, you know, just persistent, doing it again and again and again until they they get it right where they have you know product market fit. And then you know they're able to move forward and, and put some more funding into the company. And yeah, they've they've done some some great stuff. Um, you know, really, really sort of great group of folks and 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 exciting portfolio of companies. Yeah, it's again that focus and persistence, right? It takes yeah. focus on it and then persistence. Oh, it didn't work. Don't get discouraged. Don't get upset. Just get, you know, how, how could it work? And again, it's so many of the ideas yeah. that you're talking about. Why did your businesses before in a competitive in its industries win out? Well, because you were doing something differently. I know at one point you focused to, we were just told a better story. We were more focused. We were more excited, you know, or maybe the technology. We were willing to go to that event at December 23rd and close that deal. And then we got all the NASCARs and tell me that that doesn't mean that you're going to get a good listen from everybody else. Right. So it's, it's, it's. Um, but even earlier than that, it's it's like you said, it's product fit. It's it's a, it's a different game now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, why? You know, okay, I wasn't successful. Why wasn't I successful? And how can I change this a little bit to to give it another try? And yeah, you know, it you know it might you know you might not get it right the second time either. It might take yeah. you fifty times to get it right. You know, yeah. it's just so you know. Like, I mean, hopefully it doesn't take you fifty. But there's but again, it's 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 you know. It, Persistence and focus, um, and you know you can do well out there. And, and so, so what about? I guess we're you know one of the things we love to ask about is just failures and mistakes, and how you look at those, and any big failures and mistakes that you'd like to share with our young leaders. <laughs> I've never failed at anything, Chris. Come on. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, look, like I mean that that that, that happens. You, you make mistakes, and and you have. Failures, uh, you know, along the way, like a couple of things we, you know, we tried in California when we created those two businesses, Simba Systems and Blooming Technologies. We had tried a couple other businesses as well. Um, and, you know, we tried to invent a new type of uh, baby gate where, you know, you know, safety baby gates. Okay. And we thought we had this great idea and we had it patented and we realized, you know, like, I mean, this, this business probably isn't for us. And we put some money and time into it and, uh, you know, and the business failed and we had yeah. a, Another company where we had a uh, new solution that that made uh, concrete much more stable and and resisted erosion much better, and we thought, oh my god, this is a huge market. This is great. And we had this 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 scientist at the time who partnered with us that had this formula, and we we tried it all, and then the business was, was not successful. Um, and you know, again, like I mean, I think sometimes you got to learn to cut your losses as well. Um, because not everything's going to work out. And, um, you know, uh, when you realize that it's not going to work out, I think, you know, again, try to cut your losses quickly and, and, and move on instead of, you know, trying to, you know, pour well, more money or thought or, or, or focus or energy after a bad idea. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of the challenge because, you know, it's like, persistence is really important and sometimes we just got to go cut cut it off right just like so it's it's sometimes yeah. we again it's just persistence when it makes sense persistence and then okay let's let's not do yeah. this yeah 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. Like I'm sure you've tried some things. For sure. Oh, so many. Lots, lots of, yes. Well, some worked and some didn't, right? Yeah. And then also we, I've tried many things off to the side of student works and had many, many setbacks. So, so, and then sometimes the best thing possible. Well, we were, we were the national supplier. I had a separate business with a whole group of Student Works alumni and and a, and a bunch of a bunch of money that we invested and friends invested and we uh, we basically were providing all of Home Depot's painting services across Canada and a third through the U.S. and all of a wow. sudden in 2008 the economic crisis and things started changing and we just felt like this is this is this is going down this is not going to work and then the capital markets die, were, were dying on you know it's it's a lot like right now that you know the markets are shifting and it was really hard to raise capital but for me it was it was like perfect let's just let's just this is going to end you know and let's just like this is the and and it was we 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 took a tax loss. We we bought the other shareholders at take a tax loss. You know, people went great. Yeah, this didn't work. This is too bad. Home Depot started repivoting to their core businesses, and and it was just really a really powerful decision there. And it was totally the best decision because we could have struggled and struggled and struggled with it, and it really would have had a hard time rewarding us. And now I look at the people who were in that business, they're all crushing it outside in, in other, in oh, other okay. ventures, you know? Uh, oh, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating sometimes again, and it looked so fantastic. It looked like this was really going to work, but, and that's, and that's what, you know, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Which is okay too, right? You're not going to yeah. win them all, right? You're not going to win them all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. when you think back to, you know, sort of early twenties, mid twenties and, and, and now, what did you have to change yourself to be a, a, a really huge value creator in the full-time world? Yeah, like, I mean, I think get, you know, getting organized and having discipline, which some of that you learn through, you know, uh, student works. But, you know, that, that, that's an important part of it. Self-discipline is a, a you know, huge part of it because it's easy enough to, to wake up and not have that drive or ambition. And I think you, you need that in order to you know, to, to go out there and have a bit of success, um, right. in the, in the world. Um, you know, I, that, that would be, before. I, I was just sort of thinking through, like one of the things I've, I've, I've learned over, over time, um, is that, you know, running a business, a, a lot of it is, is, you know, and I'll use again, a terminology, maybe, you know, some of the listeners aren't, aren't familiar with, but there used to be this show on TV called Dr. Phil, and it was a psychologist, right. That, would go on and he was connected with Oprah Winfrey yes. and, and he was, huge. Um, you know, and he, yeah. So he was a very famous psychologist. Right. And I, I always used to say like running a business half the time is like being like Dr. Phil, because really you're managing the psychology yes. of, of the people around you. And that, that's a huge part of it. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of aspects to that in terms of keeping them motivated, happy, you know, fulfilled, um, yeah, you know, and Chris, I I remember like I mean when I was running the student painter franchise, you, you won't remember this, but I I remember this. I remember clearly coming in to the office one time, and uh, for whatever reason, I was down. I had a crappy yeah. week, and uh, yeah. and I remember seeing you there, and uh, you had just come inside, and it, it had rained, and you're soaking wet, and you could see that I was a little bit down, and you came over, and you like like you you shook, and all of the water off you went on to me, and you made me laugh, and you got me sort of you know back into a better mood, right? You're right like, Come on, right. Like, you know, it's not that bad. What's going on? Sort of thing, <laughs> What's right? going on? Yeah. And yeah, that stuck in my head, right? For, for whatever reason. And so that was, you know, so I, I thought you did a great 
job of just, you know, yeah. just shifting me and getting me back, you know, you know back focused. And uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's a big part of that to, to business as you start managing people is, is, you know, it's not all about, yeah. you know, the numbers and, and all that. You got to make sure, yeah. you know, how, how are they doing from a, you know, a mental standpoint, right? Uh, oh, uh, to me, that's in in our business now. For me, that's that's a an enormous part of my focus is 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 coaching the team and and uh, and and handling handling things that just aren't working. And how do we get how do we get people in a good positive mindset and and, and out of some of the the negative self doubting loops that they're in, etc. And just like again, yeah. you're feeling that day. So so and it's just so powerful when you can do that consistently, right? And and of course we need good financial strategies. And we also need yeah. to have everybody, you know, feeling happy and pulling in the same way. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's a big thing. And, look, and, and the fact that I did my executive MBA, I think helped a lot. And I, I don't think it's something that you necessarily need to do to have success, but that gave me a toolbox to think about things much differently. And I still go back and I still use some of that to this day. So yeah, and again, like just 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 the ability to understand how to read financial statements, yes. how to analyze a budget, how to you know, that that becomes you know it's an important stuff. Business isn't all about finance, but you need those types of tools, I think, to to manage a, a, a business successfully. And you don't have to get it through an MBA; you can get it through you know. There's all sorts of different ways and methods you can get it through experience or a little bit of schooling that, that's sure. not you know MBA related, but. Um, yeah, that, that, it was it was a good shortcut. Time. It was a good shortcut yeah. for you. And re, and remember as well uh, for our leaders, Greg did a political science degree. So you know, one of the things yeah. for me, by the way, is that actually was holding up student works growth for years. Was I didn't have those skills. So and then my wife came into the business who graduated from Ivy at at, at Western. Okay, and so she has had all those skills. And then all of a sudden, you know, we've grown from you know like five million to twenty five million. And more, you know, oh, so awesome. so a yeah. huge part of it is not recognizing what you're missing, you know, and that's one of the yeah. things that we have as 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 humans is there's these blind spots. We just don't understand what we're what we're missing. So so, you know, you captured that. And now, you know, and it is really, really important um, in, in the in the success of a business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 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 And what about what about habits? What what key habits would would our our leaders want to steal from you, Greg? Again, a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it comes down to, to discipline, right? So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of days where I, I didn't want to go in the office and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want, you know, and, and especially if you're your own boss, it, it, you know, yeah, you know, there's nobody looking over your shoulder to, yes. to you know, but yeah, you know, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, well, what are my, what are my bigger goals? What am I trying to do? It's not so much about today or this week, but what am I trying to do and why? And what's the why? Why am I trying to do that? Am I trying to you know, make a better life for myself or you know my family or whoever it might right. be, right? And so you have that as as a motivating factor. So so you know a lot of it comes down to you know again discipline and um, you know look and I mean take care of yourself. You know from a from a health standpoint, yeah. uh, you know like, I mean that's becoming you know more prevalent today. But you know just you know make sure you're you're eating healthy and exercising because otherwise you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. And then that's going to you know bleed over into your work habits as as well. So I think I think that's important. And you know it does it doesn't hurt to you know you, like you you mentioned snapping someone out of this sort of uh, negative self doubt loop, right? Yes. 
And, and so you, you can recognize that because you've obviously figured that out through experience, but maybe you've, you've seek some outside training or courses and training and yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, in, in that, and I think that, that really helps to understand not only you talk about you know, doing an MBA or financial courses, you know, you, you understand that, but I think just understanding how you think and how people think, um, you know, there's a lot of great outside resources for that. You know, this, this will sound crazy, but I, you know, I actually studied up a little bit over time on, on Tony Robbins. I gave me the guy. We, was, I have I was as like, well, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like who's, who's one of the best sort of life, mentors or coaches out there and, and he is and so i was able to gain a lot of valuable insight from him but you know he's just an example there's all sorts of you know folks and people out there um so so you know and, and when you're seeking information just just make sure you're 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 going at it and you're you're, you're, you're trying to find something that that that's a good source um, yes. because because the flip side of that is there's so much you know you there's charlatans yes there's yeah, fakes, yeah there's, there's so much not accurate news yes. and all sorts yes. of crap out there where you can get you know so so yeah like i mean make sure you're you're you know if you are training and seeking advice it's, it's coming from a, a reliable uh yeah. source for sure yeah we, we uh, uh, an enormous i i've certainly i've read all of tony's books and and been seen tony a number of times i know we have a uh, a whole group of our alumni and a group of our coaches actually have bought a, a number of their his weekends and are and are and are participating because yeah. now he's taking them over Zoom, so made them more accessible, less costly, you know, and and kind of managing them differently. So so it's uh, fantastic the work that he has, and there's all sorts of work. and And you're right, like one of the things is is the more I know myself, the more I can have an impact on others. The more I also see people and how they struggle, then I can see it in other people and help them not struggle, right? So again, yeah. you're right. There's kind of this toolbox we can have as a business owner in finance. And then you're right. There's this whole two tier toolbox that we can get as, as, as people leaders and the softer skills. And, and, and yeah. again, as a result in really successful companies, there's a whole group of people who are stronger in this area or this area or those areas yeah. because gosh, to have all of that, um, I certainly don't, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty massive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Like it's, uh, and, you know, again, and like, everybody's got this voice inside their head that sometimes is a positive yeah. voice and sometimes yes. a negative voice. And, and you got to be able to catch that when it's a negative voice and ask yourself, okay, okay why am I talking to myself like this? And, yeah. and is this actually true? Cause maybe it's not. Yeah, uh, and I should think about this this much differently. Or, you know, you you set some business goals or, or some personal goals, and maybe they're very limited goals. And and it's like, well, why don't I set sort of larger goals? I might not know how I'm going to get there, but you don't really need to know the how. Like, I mean, yeah. it's impossible to predict the steps forward, right? On how to get there. It's just like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this, and I'll I'm gonna you know I'll figure out how along the way, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, I think there's there's a huge psychology psychology to 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 business and, and to life yeah. as well in terms of you know. Well, I could yeah. imagine, Greg. There's no way you possibly could have considered you had the success, it, you know, as a 20 year old to where you are now. Like just like what I'm running this, I've done this, I've done this. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like in terms yeah, of yeah, how, yeah. right? Setting goals, yeah. right? Yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and then like, I think at 20 years stressed, okay, what am I going to do? At least I was, what am I going to do in terms of a career? What, you know, what, you know, unless again, unless maybe, you know, which, which I think a small percentage of the population know they want to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, whatever yeah. it might be. But a lot of folks don't know. And, and that's okay. Look, you can't, 
you know, Steve Jobs gave a great commencement speech at Stanford saying, you know, you can't connect the dots forward. You connect them yes. backwards, but you can't connect them forward. So, yes. so don't, don't stress about that. It's, it's, you know, just because you can't figure out how or what exactly, you know, it's going to be or what you're going to do. It, it, it's okay. Like, I mean, just, you know, that, that stuff, you know, that stuff will unra- unravel over time. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, no, that's awesome. It, yeah. And that's, a, by the way, that's a great, that you could Google that Steve Jobs, Stanford, Stanford, uh, uh, uh what, what the Stanford, I think commencement speech, commencement yeah. speech. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, so for yeah. our leaders, you could Google that. So final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, Greg, what comes to mind? I think of a leader of tomorrow, what, what comes to mind? Uh, you know, I, like, I, I think um, social consciousness is obviously a, you know, a huge yeah. part of, of, of what's happening today. Um, so, you know, having an, you know, a proper understanding of, of, of that. Uh, I, I would go back to all the things we, you know, we said, you know, persistence, um, focus, you know, the ability to, to not give up and to go through iteration. Uh, in, in, you know, times of, of where things maybe not, aren't as successful, um, you know, and, you know, the ability to say, okay, I'm going to set this goal and I'm going to go make it happen. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how that's, you know, that's going to happen, but I'm going to go, you know, make this thing happen. Like, look at, like, I mean, you have these extreme examples, but I think they're good examples of Steve Jobs or Elon Musk, right? Yes. You know, look at what that guy's doing. Like, it's not just Crazy. Tesla. Yeah. Like, I mean, like everything he's doing with, with, you know, and SpaceX with, with, with all this, uh, like, I mean, all of the, they can be trying to advance and, and combine human intelligence with AI, which yeah. it's like, I mean, it just sounds crazy, but he's really pressing, you know, the envelope on stuff. And, and he's not, you know, sitting back saying, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Okay. These are my goals and this is what I'm going to do. And again, extreme example, we don't all have to go create a, who, who a want to work like or, that. Yes. Yeah, who, yeah, who want to but, work that hard and commit that much. Yes. Yeah. 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 But there's certain things you, you're going to want to do and, you know, you set those goals and say, I'm going to go do it. And, and, you know, and just try to really learn to limit the, the self-talk, uh, the negative self-talk in terms of, you know, self-limitations and then just, just go after it. You know, it's like, like you know, like, I mean, here we are, right? Like, I mean, who knew, you know, who knew? Bunch of, you know, right? you, know you get a bunch of guys who were, you know, or, 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 or girls who were in their, you know, twenties that, you know, like, you know, maybe hadn't had no right to, to be hired as student, manage, student painter managers in the first place, yeah. student works, you know, because we were so yeah. disorganized and, you know, and, and, you know, it's somewhat clumsy, you know, in a sense, yeah. in terms of the way we operated and, you know, over time you, you, you figure it out. Um, so yeah, I think even I think like if you just you know yeah I, yeah stay off drugs, stay out of jail, <laughs> focus and work 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 hard and uh, you know like I mean good things can happen, right? So <laughs> good coaching, good coaching, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, Greg, thank you very much. I really really appreciate. I know it's been a long time coming. Yes, let's let's do a golf game this summer. That'll be great. We'll Definitely. get Andrew out as well. And, uh, and, and and you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for jumping on us okay. uh, with our podcast. Cheers. Okay, thanks, Chris. Okay. We are approaching a huge milestone. We are approaching 300 episodes, which puts us in the top 10% of podcasts. We would love to know what were your favorite episodes or best takeaways. If we get enough feedback, we'll share that in an upcoming episode. Please send any feedback to cthompson at studentworks.com. We have created a waiting list 
for leaders wanting the opportunity to apply to become an operator for the summer of 2023. Our application process for new applicants gets started in July of 2022. If you know anyone or are interested, please go to learn.studentworks.com slash waiting list. We look forward to reaching out to you and seeing if you have what it takes to join the Student Works Management Program.